But uh, how many know that God is great? Amen. I mean, really, how many people know how good God is? In order to do a, a brave challenge or anything in your life, you know, it starts off with fear. And you just challenge it to God and it becomes courageous and courage. So for me to stand up here, it takes a lot because I'm not good in public speaking. But God is truly good. And I'm uh, going to just share a story about how God used me and other men to get Ignite started. So here's my story. My brave story begins with a vision from God that he gave me about men and their brokenness. That helped me to reflect back on my struggles with my own father. Growing up, he was absent, yet I longed for him to be in my life, and I grew up with the guilt believing it was all my fault. But when you know, God would just take that and just turn it around for his glory, and the healing process began for me. Well, from that, I developed a passion to love and help other men with their hurts from the past, so here I am today encouraging other men with their past hurts. Now, that's take brave action alone. Through the ministry at night, men have the opportunity to share their brokenness through their own stories and leave healed. So I have to give all that credit and glory to God himself. And all the credit is just, is just for the guys who stuck by this vision and really believed it pushed me. Because best believe I try to give it to Drew, I try to give it to Dennis. But they both came, and it, I knew it was God wanted to use me, but... It was a whole host of men. I can just start with Dave Butts and um, Bart and a whole other guys. I'm just, you know, Drew and their encouragement. So it's not for me. It's just God. Like I said, stand up here alone, but just to hear how God just took his time and took a broken person and made him whole just through the stories. And for me, I'm going to share a brief story. That's okay. It started many, many years ago. But before I got to Ignite, I had to get my life, you know, right with my father, and he wasn't a man in my life. So when God convicted me, I had my story. Well, Dad, I'm going to ask him this, and why you do this, why you do that. But then when we sat down at the table, God said, ask him about his story. And so I said, Dad, you know, how was your childhood? Who raised you and stuck his chest out? Yeah, uh, your grandfather, who you was named after, Joseph. You know, he t- raised me. He did this and he, till he passed away. I said, how old were you? He said, I was eight. I said, who stepped in? He said, nobody. So I said, wow. So he really gave a new light on my dad when he had me and my brother that he was a boy himself trapped in a man's body raising two boys of his own. So from there, I think the healing started, you know, the generate curse that was, break, you know, that was broken then. So for me, Ignite bursts, you know, and then the flame and the, the passion it still grows. Like, I can sit in the room with men and just and go on and go on at work, go on and go on. But sitting up here, it's, just, it's, it's hard for me. But uh, I had to give God the glory. You know, I get all the guys that stuck by and just hearing the stories and seeing the growth through the uh, last five weeks. So, uh, you guys, well, I'm going to probably try to do this again, but we, it's like six series. And it's, uh, and it's really helpful. And it's, it's, sorry, women, it's for men only. I'm sorry. It's men only. <laughs> But I'm just going to leave. It's funny when Drew said that uh, I had this already written out, and I had the same scripture, Joshua 1.9. I'm just going to leave you guys with that. He said, I've commanded you to be brave and strong in heaven, I. So don't be alarmed or terrified because the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. God bless. Um, hope you were encouraged by my uh, Joe's brave story. I, I was. Um, Glory to God. Thanks for Joe being obedient. 
But I, I, we pray that these uh, brave stories this morning would encourage each of us to kind of look into our own lives and see what are places in our lives where we need to be more obedient to God, where we need to lean on God to overcome our fear um, of jumping into what he has us doing. Um, I pray that Joe's uh, story will be an encouragement to all of us. But let me pray for Joe. Lord, thanks for, thanks for this morning. Thanks for uh, Joe having the courage to come up here. But um, it seems to pale in comparison um, to the courage that he showed um, in following your call to uh, kind of get involved and start this Ignite ministry. Um, I thank you. Um, although it seems, seemed tough when he was growing up and um, tough on, uh, on Joe's dad, when he was growing up, I, I thank you that you used those circumstances to prepare men, and, and Joe in particular, uh, to be able to share with other men, encourage other men, and frankly, to encourage your body, encourage uh, your kingdom, um, so that those men would then be able to reach out uh, in knowing and compassionate ways uh, to help other men. Thank you. We pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. And thank you, Jesus. You can have a seat. Thank you, Jesus, for making us brave. Now, I don't know if you guys realize this, but part of the hard part of being made brave is that it doesn't happen in a vacuum. It's not that Jesus zaps us with some warm, fuzzy feelings of courage and we go out and do things. It's that we are prepared and it's a process. And usually he gives us something, an adventure of some sort, excuse me, and then we become brave in the process of stepping out. And as I was preparing this week for our time of confession, I was reflecting and thinking back to all the things I've confessed during this adventure and this brave journey. And there's been a lot of room for improvement with me and Jesus. So uh, bear with me. So when we first started this adventure, and Pastor Drew and Pastor Dennis were teaching us about finding our brave journey, Uh, The first thing that I have to confess to you guys is that I did not want my brave journey. It was boring. Um, Some people's brave journeys are really excited and going out and doing big things like Joe talked about. um, I have a heart for being a missionary. I really want to do that in the long term. And so I was like, yes, maybe, no. Jesus is calling me to a brave journey of self-discipline and self-control in prayer. Um, Woo! I know. Don't get excited. And I didn't want it. And I have to confess that to you, and I've confessed it to God. The next week, we learned through Kathy about the power of God, and that we don't do these things on our own strength, but we do them on God's. And I, again, have to confess to you what I confess to God, that I was suffering from one of, I think, the three big ills of my, um, my brave journey. It was, my three big ills are distraction, inaction, and overreaction. And so my big sin in that week, I realized, was my overreaction. I was so uh, concerned with trying to do everything on my own strength that I had like 30 zillion to-do lists, color-coded calendars. My poor boyfriend, Ian, has been pestered about our future more than really any boyfriend should be. And I had to fall on my knees and ask for someone to pray for me that I would stop trying to do this on my own strength. And I would instead rely on Jesus. Then the next week, Pastor Drew talked about the storms that we were going to face. And 
we have external storms and internal. And I've got plenty of external storms that aren't my fault necessarily. But there's plenty that are internal that are my issue and mine to deal with. Things like inaction, my laziness. As much as I can overreact and do too much, the thing God's calling me to do, pray more, I seem to be really lazy about. Um, And I distract myself um, with things like Netflix and snooze buttons. And I make an effort to do anything else and indulge myself with different things rather than taking that leap and forsaking those things and spending time with Jesus. And then last week we learned about our leaps of faith. They're not just blind leaps, but they are God calling us to the next step. And during last week's sermon, I listened to it online, and I was really convicted that in this process, I've been just unwilling to take that next step. I've just been waiting and waiting for something else to come around, some other door to open. Uh, But this is the one God's calling me through, so it's time to step up, cowboy up, if you will, and take that next leap. So I don't know if you guys are struggling with maybe on your brave journey distraction, um, if it's overreaction, if it's inaction, if you're like me and it's all three. Um, But what's really wonderful and what I'm really grateful for is that Jesus wants to take that from us. He wants, instead of us, to be plagued with these things. He wants to empower us to conquer these things. He wants us to simply confess our sins, and when we do so, he takes them from us forever and gives us his Holy Spirit and his power through which we can do these things that he has called us to do. So come with me to a time of confession where we can tell Jesus about the things that we have been holding on to on this brave journey And give them to him, knowing that he'll hear us. Pray with me. Jesus, we are so grateful that you were brave first. You took on the cross and death and hell so that we could come before you right now and give you the things that we've been struggling with. Today, Lord, we give you all of our sins. We give you our fear. We give you our distrust. We give you our laziness. We give you our fake feeling of control. It's not ours. This is not my brave journey. This is not Becky's brave journey. This is God's brave journey for me. Help each one of us remember that and replace our feelings of fear and need for control and laziness and self-indulgence with your Holy Spirit. We lay these sins down before you, Lord, and ask to be filled up with you and your goodness and your power, knowing that you always hear us, and that when we ask, we are always forgiven. Thank you so much, Jesus, for that truth. It's in your Holy Spirit we pray. Amen. Get right to the end. Um, So, what's so awesome about that is that we get to replace that inaction, that distraction, that overreaction 
with love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness. You get where I'm going? And faithfulness and gentleness. And for me, say it with me, guys, (laughs) self-control. And God rejoices over doing that for us. Now, as we're going to get ready to dismiss the kindergartners through third graders, I want you to extend our brave journey this morning. And we are not just going to pass the peace. We're going to pass all those fruits of the Spirit. All right? So pass some joy. Pass some love. Pass some gentleness. Some self-control even to you overhuggers. No, I'm just kidding. There's no such thing as overhugging. So, (laughs) kids, you are dismissed. Everyone, get up and pass the joy and the love and all the rest. Amen. Well, again, happy Mother's Day. And, you know, we're we're giving brave testimonies. I can't think of a greater brave testimony than to give birth to a 10-pound, 8-ounce boy. That was me. (laughs) Now, come on, church. That's brave. (laughs) So so all you mothers that went through... uh, all that amazing, fun, enduring pain to give birth. Happy Mother's Day. <laughs> I want to introduce to you uh, Missy Kirshner. I have come to love both her and her family, Brian and their kids. And uh, she has come and wants to share with us just how God is taking her on this amazing, brave journey. And here's Missy. I think I like the word courage better than brave. Brave makes me feel like I'm doing something in my own strength. It kind of makes me feel like I'm hiding behind a facade, where inside I'm still absolutely terrified. Courage, however, reminds me of Joshua. Be strong and courageous. It reminds me of an image, or I get an image of just staring down that thing which elicits fear. It is a call to be faithful and to make the choice, not just to believe, but to know that God is bigger than the task or the belief that he has asked each of us to either do or believe. Over the last three years, God has been stirring in my heart a desire for a richer and more meaningful relationship with him and for other women. He has put a desire in my heart for myself and others not to be content with just sitting in the shallow end of the pool of our faith, but to really dive in, or as I'm discovering, the older you get, it's more of an easing in, to those cooler, deeper, but more refreshing waters of him. Through an absolutely ridiculous and... um, entertaining story that I'm not going to share today because it's way too long and you all would look at me and go, you're nuts. Um, But it is a story that only God could have orchestrated. I ended up being befriended by a woman named Tracy. And um, Tracy, (laughs) she makes me laugh thinking about her, um, has a vision or had a vision to start a women's ministry um, that was targeting believers, um, and that would be kind of like retreats, spiritual retreats for women all over the country. And um, Tracy felt very strongly that God was calling me to help lead <laughs> these retreats. Um, Tracy's from New York City, and so I've been learning a lot about the differences between New York City folks 
and Cincinnati folks. And so I would not say that Tracy exactly asked me to help her out. It was more I was told I was going to help out. And, um, oh, Sam's not here, so I can say this. You know how Sam Stair sometimes might ask you to do something and you just don't say no, you just do it? It's a very similar feeling to um, having Sam Stair ask you to do something. So... I always say, now I can say that in love, and everybody knows that, so, and Sam will lovingly say that. She's put me in that position a couple of times. Um, so anyway, so Tracy asked me to do this, and I was going, yes, there was a little part of me, but the rest of me was just going, uh, no way. And so what I said was, you know, Tracy, I think I need to process and think about that a bit, um, because that was the safe answer. Here's really what was going on um, during those three years We had had a lot that had happened within our family. Um, My husband and I both felt very strongly that God had called us to sell our house. He didn't bother to tell us where we were moving to. And so we did. And then we ended up in a rental house where we didn't really have a home. We just had a, we called it the tent. And um, eventually we finally got planted. But as we were going through that process, God very much said, just keep dwelling with me. Let's go down richer and deeper. And when you guys move and you guys are in your home, The doors are going to open, and it's going to be a flood. Just hold on tight and wait. When you kind of get things like that, you just go, okay, whatever. Oh, that's not what happened. It really did happen. And while I was doing that, I was reading a lot, and um, A.W. Towser talks about each of us has kind of this inner sanctum where the Holy Spirit dwells, and he wants us to go to that place with him. The problem with that is that it's scary because it's the most intimate and most vulnerable and most precious part of ourselves. And when we start opening ourselves up to dwelling in that spot, God starts reminding us and starts telling us who it is that he has created us to be. So really what God was asking me was, are you going to be brave with who I've asked you to be and who I have created you to be? Are you brave enough to believe that to be true? So with a deep breath in, I told Tracy, sure, I'll do this. So last weekend, while you all were here in Cincinnati worshiping, I was down in Texas Um, at a resort with um, close to 75 women who all met on the internet, and that's a whole different story for a whole other time. Again, God's ridiculousness and wooing our hearts. And um, not only was I doing the easy part, which is helping to run a retreat, um, but Tracy had also told me that I was going to be one of the main speakers, and I was going to run workshops. And so I found myself on Friday night um, speaking to this group of women, There's not enough time to share everything that happened last weekend, but I will give you a taste. Sorry, I lost my place on my notes. Got to find them. Here we go. God brought close to 75 women, most of them who didn't know each other, and gave us a taste of heaven that brought me literally and figuratively to my knees. I faced my fear of not being enough, and not having anything worthwhile to share and teach. And as Tracy, because she lives in New York, would say, I throat punched it. I didn't know you could say that in church, but I guess you can, because I just did. (laughs) I watched as women dwelt with God and with one another and saw who they were created to be for the first time. I watched as women learned how to dwell with God. I watched as women learned how to receive God's love. I watched as women stood in the throne room of the Almighty and worshipped God with complete abandonment. I witnessed a dear woman start her own faith journey as a result of that weekend. I witnessed women make the choice to be strong and courageous in changing their beliefs of who they are and who God is 
and it was simply amazing. I don't know what God and the Holy Spirit is asking you to do or not to do because sometimes being brave and courageous means saying no. So there's your permission to say no, but not to say I'm stare. What I do know is this. Being brave, being strong and courageous is not done in the absence of fear. It is done in the face of fear knowing that God is bigger than the fear that you face. So as God said to Joshua... And as Joshua fought hard to claim, be strong and courageous. Amen. Before I pray for Missy, I just want to share what I shared uh, this morning. And that is, I really believe, and this is true for all of us, but in particular Missy, that when she steps into that journey of being brave and being courageous and being bold, that it's not only for her, but there's a young girl, there's a young woman, there's a teenager that will see the example that she has set because of her courageousness, stepping out for God, that will be blessed as a result, and God is on it. Let's pray. Gracious Father, we just thank you for obedience. We thank you for saying yes. We thank you, God, that before the creation of this world, God, that you had designed Missy, Lord, to journey after you and to be courageous, Lord, and that she is to chase after women, God, that she is to help equip and, and mentor and, and Lord, and, and to point them to you. So, Father, we pray, God, that you would continue to fill her with wisdom, fill her with grace, fill her with your courage, Lord, that she might achieve all the things that you set before her to do. We thank you for her. We thank you for what is about to happen. Lord, we thank you for the young girl that is going to be encouraged and blessed and given the boldness to say that I can be and I can do, all because of the hands of Missy who said yes to you. Thank you, Lord. Bless her and keep her and anoint her for your service. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. One last thing, because I was supposed to do this during last service, and I just was disobedient to the Spirit. I've already confessed and talked to God about that. Um, I really felt very strongly at the last service that I was supposed to invite other women who, um, as, we, as Joe was kind of talking about Ignite, there is definitely, um, the ground is being sowed for a women's ministry here. I'm one person, and I've got four kids, <laughs> and that's not an excuse, but what it is, it's me saying I need help, and I don't like to say that, so that is a brave thing to say. So, if God is laying it on your heart, even just a little bit of a nudge, even if you don't think you have something to bring to the table, you probably do. Men, I like y'all, but you're kind of, you get to ignore this part. You can go talk to Joe. Um, but women, I would love to have some sisters in Christ walk alongside and look at ways that we can encourage one another and build one another up and have a safe place where we can grow in Christ together. So if you are interested in kind of talking about what that could look like, I would love for you to find me after service and um, get connected with me. About Jesus in a public place, you just say yes. You don't sort of think about it a lot. So (laughs) when Drew asked me about this, I said yes. So thanks to Kathy. So my brave journey actually began before the brave journey, and I actually didn't have the courage to share this part of it in the first service. But um, uh, Chris and I are engaged sort of in a backstage role with Young Life in in this whole area. And um, 
and I felt like God was nudging me to try to uh, invite into a close relationship with some of the some of the college guys that are leaders in that ministry. And so uh, I sort of was trying to step into that, but at the meeting where we were going to sort of announce that some of the guys might be interested in doing a brave journey, uh, i got to tell you, I didn't feel very brave. I felt like I was going to be like uh, this old guy, you know, what's he, you know what, do, what do they want to do with, with uh, somebody like me? Uh, but, you know, God was very gracious in that, and, and it was uh, portrayed very positively by the staff person, so that was all good, and a bunch, several of these guys were interested in doing it, so I put out, so I think, well, look, okay, Lord, let's just see if we can even find a time to do this, because they're very busy and so forth, so I threw out about seven or eight times, and as we were talking about it, I said, okay, well, I'll even offer up early morning on Sunday. That's sort of ridiculous, but, you know, it'll just show I'm really open to doing this whenever. Everybody chose 8 a.m. on Sunday morning that they wanted to meet for our, um, for our brave experience. So that was really good and really a good confirmation from the Lord that uh, he was in the, in the midst of that. Um, but then my heading started out, I thought, to just be um, engaging more deeply with this effort we're starting around, uh, around Finneytown to have a missional community. You know, this notion of believers gathering together working together towards some purpose or a cause or gathering around something that's large enough to invite others into, you know, so that people who aren't really engaged in the kingdom can come alongside and see what Christians do and have enough curiosity to join with us more deeply. Um, but as, and particularly with one individual I was uh, sort of spoken to about engaging, engaging with him. Um, I was on a business trip the following week, and uh, got, and you know, I had one of those divine appointments early in the morning when you're in the Pacific time zone. You know, you wake up early, and God said, "No, that's that's really not very brave. Uh, you really just need to step into some situations with uh, this individual, this friend, and some other people that just are going to look like places you're going to get rejected. You know, you really need to be willing to." You know, step forward into these. I'll deal with it, but just show your show a little courage here and um, invite people into a couple of situations or uh, some engagements that probably feel like you're going to be rejected. And for many of you, that may not seem very difficult, but for me, that's a really hard thing. I tend to put too much of my identity into uh, you know um, affirmation from others and. Um, that sort of thing, and so not having my identity just fully in Christ, it, so it's a difficult thing to step into into that. But I said, okay, Lord, I'll, I'll hear you. Uh, I'll, I'll attempt to do that. And so in particular, over the next three weeks, as I uh, engaged with this friend uh, in some situation, I was pretty sure I'd get, uh, get rebuffed. Uh, amazing things happened, and that relationship uh, bloomed and grew and deepened and still has a long way to go, but he came from being in a really, really dark place to um, making some real positive steps. Um, and, you know, what went from being very perfunctory, hi, how you doing, move on kind of conversations, went to an hour and a half long discussion uh, one day. So, uh, so it, it was just amazing to see God show up in these interactions. Um, and the journey has continued for me uh, because as I further have been praying and seeking the Lord in this. We were at this uh, uh, discipleship training this past past week, and God really spoke about, gee, Mark, now you see, don't wait until you're at a time of crisis to pray about these things. Look for where I am moving and bring me in at the beginning, you know. So uh, so that's my, my continuing challenge uh, is to really make time and see those opportunities uh, to just bring God into these situations 
uh, and have a more dynamic life of prayer to recognize when he's moving early and, and just have him in uh, from the beginning because, boy, he sure shows up. So. Well, I also live in the uh, community of Finneytown, and I can tell you that the Spirit of God is moving there as a result of some of the things that Mark and others that live there are doing. So I just want to pray for Mark right now. Gracious God, I just uh, thank you for um, your uh, invitation to serve you uh, in the place where we're planted and for the privilege of that. Um, I want to thank you also for giving us bravery that we do not... um, that we do not have ourselves, that we know it comes from your Holy Spirit. And so we thank you for that. I want to pray for Mark right now and for the ways that he's reaching out um, to our community. And I just pray, Lord, I thank you for the heart that he has for his neighbors that um, do not know you and then for ways to disciple them. And I just pray, Lord, that you would uh, raise up others in... um, that community in our church body here and throughout the city as we have been moving through the brave journey that um, that that um, tug on the heart would be um, strong enough that people would step forward and say yes I want to I want to serve you I want to reach out to my neighbor um, for your behalf and I just uh, thank you for uh, the opportunity that this um, these last few weeks have uh, provided for that nudge and for um, those that have stepped forward. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 Leading him to come forward. So, Josh. Uh, can everyone hear me? Good. Yeah, all right. So, recently this week, I would say it happened Wednesday night, but I found out Thursday night, a girl that's in um, my marching band program, and she goes to Mercy High School, recently... Uh, was admitted to the hospital. The reason was she got blood clots and apparently that led to some sort of heart attack. So um, she went to the hospital and her condition got so bad that she had to be helicoptered down to Children's downtown. So um, recently there's just been a lot of prayer and uh, worry and just a lot of bad things happening. And um, Recently this morning I heard that her condition has gotten so bad that the doctors can't uh, help her anymore, that she's that close to death. And what I want to uh, ask for right now is to pray that her condition gets better because my whole life I've been hearing that the power of prayer is huge and prayer in numbers adds to that power. So, um, you know, today's Mother's Day. It's a happy day. I'm sorry to bring a downer onto it, but recently, as you know, we celebrate moms and family that uh, the mom of this girl may lose her daughter. So I pray that hopefully um, a miracle can happen that this doesn't occur. And But if it goes south, if this scenario doesn't work out in our favor, then I pray that God will reveal of why he let this happen. Because usually, uh, um, yeah, I pray that he would just show why he's allowed this to happen. And, yeah. What's her name? Her name is uh, Anna Kroger. Anna? Yes. Okay. Let's pray. 
Dear Father, we join with Josh and we pray for his friend Anna and uh, her family. We pray your healing hand upon her, that indeed uh, you would bring her recovery, uh, that she would um, uh, come back to full health and and strength and join back in the, the marching band, and we will give you the glory and the honor for your healing, your healing hand upon her. And we join with uh, Josh as well in, in praying, if that not be your will, uh, then that you would um, bring a peace and uh, a sense of comfort um, uh, now and no matter what uh, the results. Um, we pray um, in every way uh, your Holy Spirit um, would enter into the midst of this storm for this particular family and for all of, of her friends. Um, and there would be a, a real sense of uh, your gift of joy and peace and patience in, in the midst of uh, such worry and concerns, illness and pain. May your, your healing hand uh, reign supreme so that your name is glorified above all. In Jesus we pray. Amen. Thanks, Josh.